we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and you are very welcome to this our winner season, where we get to chat and revisit the remarkable individuals and organisations who took home a trophy at this year's 2023 Northern Power Women Awards. And and it's great because I get we always talk about the awards, but not being for one night. Uh, so we get to find out more about those individuals and organisations uh, that took all the sparkle away um, um, uh, back on their shelves uh, back in 2023 and proving the point that you know we're not just for Christmas we're alive with these stories um, so it's brilliant this week that I get the chance to speak to Racina Murdoch who's the director at Deloitte who won the large organization of the year award who's got the trophy at the moment Racina have you is, is it in the office or is it it's proudly placed in the office yeah and I feel I should quickly say Whilst I'm the person on the interview here, there's, you know, it was really on behalf of the whole organisation, which I'm, I'm, I'm sort of even more proud about. Um, and, you know, a lot of work went into that more broadly than me. So I should start by saying that. But yeah, it is pride of place. And in fact, the box for the award, somebody said in the office the other day, I don't think we need to keep the box anymore, do we, Rosina? I was like, oh, but the box is so nice too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rashida, it's I've been looking at the uh, I look at the Deloitte website. As you know, we have our, you know, digital hub that we've built, the power platform, we are power.net. Well, for me, that was about creating an a almost a directory of the amazing individuals out there that you can see and engage, if you like, with those visible role models. When I look through the the Deloitte website, just the first thing that grabs me is that whole people factor uh and, and the fact that I love it is that you know hi I'm Chloe I'm from such and such and I play the saxophone so it's it's beyond your the role isn't it and when I looked at yourself uh, it was like you know um uh what was it I love pizza prosecco and and potentially getting on a beach every now and again and and that was the thing that jumped out for me about the site was it's always really encouraging you it's beyond your role isn't it so to tell me how do you blend the the pizza the prosecco and the and the, the players if you like the the beaches in in with your role well, I got to really OD on that obsession. I'm, um, I had a, a couple of weeks in Italy with my family at the end of uh, in the May half term, which really helped me to, to really secure that ambition of pizza and prosecco and on a beach. Amazing. Um, I think, Simone, the, the way we come from that as an organisation is, yeah, we are a big professional services organisation with a kind of really quite varied skill set within it. And, and lots of people know the name, maybe aren't quite sure on what we do. But essentially, we're all people who, in the most part, absolutely love our jobs, right? And um, and, and and want to make that human connection, um, first and foremost, because that's how you build relationships, that's how you grow trust, and that's how you um, uncover some of the real challenges that our clients are facing. So, yeah, being a 
human or a real person or however you want to describe it at work is absolutely the kind of essence of of our organization and certainly something I like to champion because you know if you're having a bad day why do people feel the need to not share that I mean I don't mean go overboard but you know if you're feeling a bit insecure about something or if you're feeling really passionate about something then share it and your team can kind of rally around that to either plug some gaps or give you a bit of a boost or try and gain some of that energy from you so you know kind of just being that person in the workplace I think is really important for us as a firm and certainly for me individually and how how can we approach that because we talk about you know different types of leadership uh, showing empathy but you know sometimes people can feel nervous about showing that vulnerability at times and that that's either people you know within your role you're dealing with people that are you know going through periods of transformational change so how do you sort of um foster if you like or or role model if you like that vulnerability so that it's okay for people to go actually I, I can be myself yeah so um I mean I don't think I've got all the answers to it Simone but for me it's that moment before you log into a call as we all do these days on teams or zoom or etc or the moment before you step into that meeting room and you just put the other person's shoes on it's nothing more complex than that for me So in my prep for my client meetings or in my prep for my team meetings, you know, part of that prep is obviously the things I need to land, the issues I might need to raise, the risks I might need to mitigate. But another point of preparation for that meeting is where do I think that person is at? You know, what's going on in their life? Have I, you know, and sometimes that's a bit of a wake up call for me, you know, am I, have I got close enough to that person to understand where they're at? I'm not saying personal details, but just to appreciate where they're at, what their what what their aspirations might be, where they might need to get to. And I think if we all do that a bit more, that enables us to kind of role model that um, empathy, that understanding the vulnerability. I think likewise, it's a bit about what I said before as well. It's about doing that yourself so if people are asking you then you you take a step forward and you own a bit of that vulnerability and you say I'm not I'm not perfect or I'm not feeling great or and 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 that creates that psychological safety for people to feel open and say the same I think it's a journey though Simone I don't think people do immediately they've got to learn to trust you and you know relationships is a big part of of our business of course but I think that is, is you know, you don't need to necessarily think about that in a professional services context. That is, I would believe, good leadership to be able to kind of empathise and get in other people's shoes. And I love that. I love that whole concept of before you even log in or part of that preparation is putting us putting those other shoes on and I think of my side hustle role as I'm an honorary um, officer in the Royal Navy and I always love the fact that they have chaplains on board when you know they go on deployments and the chaplain's rank is is the person who he's talking to or she's talking to you know and I always and I adopt that level uh, and I think it's that same kind of empathetic sort of value set isn't yeah. it I'm gonna and that peering I think is really important like you know I talk to some of my team sometimes and I joke a bit about you know I I I joined Deloitte as a, a as an analyst, our, our entry grade as a graduate. And sometimes I have to pinch myself to remind myself I'm now a director and leader of the business. Um, but I think that's I think that's a good thing. 
because I think it, I hope it means, or I'm, I'm sure the teams listening to this maybe might might question it, but I hope it means that I have stood in each of their shoes and and, and don't forget what it felt like to be like them. Um, and that's the most important thing for me. I mean, essentially, it's it, it gets the best out of people, right? There's a ton of research that I won't bore you with, which is part of my sort of professional background in human capital, which is if you can show up to work and be yourself, you are going to be more productive, more energetic, you are going to resolve more issues, you are going to bring more in our in our circumstance to our clients. Like, so why would I not want to be like that? You know, it's it's a 101. I and I and I hope that will spread. You want it to be contagious almost, isn't it? It's that kind of, you know. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a, a there's people listening out there today, you know, that are going through periods of disruption it's a you know in a challenging challenging landscape at the moment or know people within their family or friends or colleagues that are going through disruption what would be your advice out there for people who are in that situation right now I think I think it's it's very similar to what we were just talking about Simone so so those periods of disruption don't tend to carry on forever um there are often big changes going on in organisations at, at times of uncertainty, but they don't, they will end. And I think holding on to that fact is really important, knowing that it's temporary, even if it is very difficult for the individual at the time. There's also a piece about what is the circle of support as an individual, I would say. You know, I, I tend to, unfortunately, not no longer be able to kind of provide support to individuals I tend to provide it at the organizational level but you know as an individual going through change and you know I've been in this place myself who are the people around you that you can turn to have you identified those internally or externally within the organization who are the people that you're going to be your sounding boards when you feel like you might want to make a change within that context have you identified those who can you reach out to um and and that might be your neighbour three doors down because you think they might have some experience in something that you might have gone through, or it might be somebody professionally within your circle of trust. And um, but who are those people? Keep a post-it note of who they are, so you you never truly feel alone in the situation, and make sure that you can carry on talking throughout. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. I, la- I like the idea of keeping that on a post-it note because it's it's visible then, isn't it? It's not, you know, it's that it's it's right in front of you, so you know. Yeah, I think there's something about even when you know, certainly when we're working. I'm in my home office, com- converted garage. It's not too it's not too fancy, but it was an emergency in lockdown, as you can imagine, with two young kids. Um, the the kind of physical aspect of work you know, we need to try and introduce some of those aspects when we're not in our base office, or maybe we no longer have a base office. You know, what are the physical reminders that we can put in place to say, I'm not alone, you know, I have got people I can turn to. So yeah, certainly physical reminders would be a would be a top tip. And how do we then sort of take that into the, the the mental well-being as well? So we talked about that physical well-being and I know that you are a vehement champion of, of, of well-being. And, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, again, not to repeat the point, but being open and, and transparent myself about the fact that, you know, the juggle is real and 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 kind of, you know, sometimes holding down a job, having a family 
recognising the level of provision of service that we provide as an organisation is really high. So I need to maintain those standards plus, you know, kids need lunchboxes, etc. But being being kind of open about that, certainly making sure that I don't come across as providing all the answers because goodness me, Simone, on your travels, if you ever find that anyone who has all the answers, then please point them in my direction because I certainly ain't, you know. But I think I think the thing again about that is being human. I mean, well-being at work is 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 really just about the same topic about bringing yourself to work and being able to have conversations that bring issues down to a human level. You know, often often burn out much more quickly if you're raising the flag and saying, "But you know, that isn't the right way to deal with this individual, is it?" You know that. It, you know, we, we know the context and the situation that that individual is in. How can we best support them and enable them to flourish in the context of where they're at? And um, we can make some simple steps towards that. So it's about kind of, it's about being open, but it's about also kind of having the conversation that you would do even if you weren't in a work context. I think somewhere along the line, sometimes organizations have forgotten that we are essentially humans at work you know and and would you treat your friend like that would you treat your you know there's a performance level of course I'm not being you know not being naive to that but you know we know the outcome that we want to get to what's the best way of resolving it and talk to me about Deloitte you know winner of this year's uh large organization uh, at the awards what makes uh the culture and um so special Take us behind the scenes. Give us some insight. Goodness me, what a big question. I think the the culture, um, and I need to be careful not to disappear up a topic that I really enjoy talking about. So organisational culture is my professional background. So I'll try and keep this simple for the purposes of this chat, Simone. But for me, the, the culture is all founded on the people and the way that we as individuals within the organisation interact with one another, support one another, have each other's backs, recognise that, you know, that's sort of the internal side. But the thing that really, that really gets me up and working as I have been doing since rather early this morning is this kind of really clear combined spirit and vision of really desperately wanting to unpick some of our clients' challenges and work alongside those clients to resolve them. There's nothing more, you know, I've come off a call with, I think there was about 25 people on the call. We're all kind of trying to get under the skin of a really complex problem um, that bringing our different experience from different organisations that we've done similar things, but, you know, obviously no, no situation is the same. But we're batting around ideas, you know, how about if we bring this person in, they could they could test it in this way. You know, the 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 absolute passion and drive to resolve our clients challenges is unreal. And it is impossible to go away from any call I'm on today and not learn something from somebody else on that call. You know, you know, to coin the phrase, every day is a school day and. And what a priv- what an absolute privilege to have that sort of learning learning organisation, that ability for me to learn. But also what I, you know, I talk about privilege a lot with my teams, you know, what an absolute privilege to step inside other people's organisations and 
have the absolute honour to try and work alongside them to resolve some of the really complex stuff that they've got going on. You know, it's a it's a true privilege that we get to open that door and, and offer some advice and, 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 work, and work together in collaboration to, to get to the solution. And, and when you talk about privilege, when you have uh, are afforded the opportunity to be working with a client or an organisation that has suffered toxic culture, we, we read a lot about toxicity and, you know, in the workplace. Um, is it always possible to turn things around? I, I talk a lot about, you know, you know, I suppose it's how you define turning things around. But, you know, if you break that down into nudges um, and if you break that down into where you think you could make most impact and if you break that down again into, you know, you can go into da- right down into moments. So, you know, you might have this thing that you need to change. You might have some areas where there's most kind of dissidence in terms of the alignment from where where we need to get to. Then you might even get down into in this meeting, people just aren't behaving in the right ways. And what we find is that if we can dive into some of those pockets within the organisation, we're not, you know, there's not some sort of magic pill that anybody can take to kind of lift the lid on all of this. But you can really think about how you can drive change within those pockets, which is also, you know, hugely empowering, right? You know, you can be facing this kind of massive challenge down down the line. Um, but actually, you know, Joe Bloggs in this meeting, behaving in a different way could drive a quite disproportionate impact on that broader piece. So I think, you know, remembering that each person has their part to play in changing that culture is is um is certainly a kind of empowering thing that we like to we like to share with our clients i'm loving all the positive it's really positive language but one of the things that you identify as is being ruthlessly stubborn at work tell us more tell us more oh yeah i was i was me i'm glad um that was one of the questions that you shared with me in advance and i shared that with my husband last night and he just laughed out loud he was like but that's so you and i feel i need to urgently say the word ruthless is all about me so the word ruthless is I'm ruthless with myself rather than ruthless with my team, which I recognise it could have been come across, although you know my team might say different. Um, so ruthlessly stubborn is all about I won't stop. In fact, some people sometimes need to tell me, Rosina, we've got enough now. We know that we know the background. But I I love to unpick, as is probably coming across in this conversation, what is the heart of the issue that's going on here? talking to people learning about that and I think as a professional services organization you'll find many of our teams work in that way and we we kind of foster that culture by creating that you know we will be ruthless with ourselves and like read the extra thing find the extra connection to make sure that we stubbornly resolve it so I won't stop I won't get distracted so, um, yeah, the, the ruthlessly stubborn, I think, does bring to like, I mean, the fact that my husband laughed was a kind of sign that I'd got that terminology right. Um, I am very stubborn in other things as well in life. But um, but he sort of laughed at that because it because it really did bring it to life for him and knows that I'm like that. But I think I'm also, you know, there's a bit of a checkpoint there, isn't there? Because I think you can sometimes push yourself too hard the other way. And I'm not saying necessarily in client space, but, you know, as an individual I probably do put, I'm a bit ruthless in putting others before myself. 
And, you know, that does have a consequence, which we all need to kind of hold the mirror up a bit to check that we aren't going too far the other way. But that's just you being yourself, isn't it? And bringing your whole self. And uh, one of another part of that makes you you is is you're you're very proud. And we talked you mentioned earlier uh, being a working parent. And you know uh, we we kind of how many times do we hear that? Oh, you can't have it all, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so we know where you built a garage space <laughs> to have your office because that was that was a, a non negotiable. But what what are your top tips for family career you know to not fight for your time and uh, attention but to that sort of coexistation is that even a made-up word but it's okay I'm going with it (laughs) I get it I get it no the um this is where I start to worry because I think lots of people think that somebody has the answer and I don't think any of us do you know whether we've got caring responsibilities or you know really um important commitments for our health our fitness whether it's children parents you know um I think it's just always a juggle right and I I probably started by saying life's life's a bit of a juggle because it is and I think you know organizations certainly recognize that having any big commitments outside of your committed work schedule means that life is a bit of a juggle I I think one of the things that um, I find helps me personally is to not pit one against one another. So it's a bit like that um, work-life balance statement, Simone, which I'm, I'm, I can't really get on board with because why is work not part of my life? Like how, you know, is it a fight between one or the other? It's kind of, I have this life and it's a bit like a pie chart and some of it is, you know... And I I think it's a bit the same with being a working parent. You know, am I pitting my time from being with my children and and husband, in my case, against work? Well, no, I think it's about being transparent with all of those different aspects. And and also, um, my husband and I both work part time, which was a very conscious decision about sort of creating a, a family unit. And we're very fortunate that we can we can set ourselves up in that way and have jobs that allow us to work in that way. Um, but there's also a bit of work that, work that we do about, you know, massive organisation. I won't even go into that. Lots of lists, all the rest of it. But there's also a bit about how we talk to our children about the time when we're in work. You know, they understand and appreciate what we do. And it's not a distraction from them. It's it's important to us that we work and we offer something back to the world. It's important that um, we work because we're, my husband's a vet. So, you know, we're fortunate we both do jobs where we're working to support others in the outcomes that they're seeking to achieve. So they appreciate that. You know, they're, they're only very young, but you can boil it down simply. So they're not feeling like it's a sort of them and us situation. And most importantly, the time when you're with eat work with the kids with the husband with you know going out for a run you're committed to that thing you know when I'm with my kids even if it is just a kiss goodnight it is all them and it is all about them and there's eye contact and there's you know and I I suppose I offer that not because I think it's some sort of you know huge solution to the challenge but there are little bits that you can do to 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 make to mitigate some of that and don't get me wrong, Simone, there's not a day goes by where the guilt isn't real on, you know, some aspects of my life. But, you know, it's about making sure that you feel that you've done the most 
to each of those pockets of your life to make sure that you're committed to it. It's, it's almost a, a placing that ruthlessly stubbornness in in, in life life balance because I think yeah. I'm I'm with you a bit. Oh my god, what a catchphrase yeah. to put against my name, Simone. <laughs> There we go. We always look. Well, we always talk about on the podcast different slogans for tote bags and t-shirts and stuff like that. And I think uh, that there you go. There's yours now. You've got it. You own it. <laughs> uh, Rosina, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved our conversation today, and I think it's brilliant when we're able to get, especially into an organisation like Deloitte, that is so huge and so many different facets to it. So, thank you for bringing your whole self, um, stubbornly or not, into the conversation, um, but definitely, most definitely, intentionally. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed our chat today. Thanks, Simone. It's been great. Oh, and thanks all of you for listening. I hope you've taken as ever away some of these real gems and, and the slogans. We always love a good slogan. And please do listen every week because I'm blessed to be talk, to, talking to and having a conversation with an amazing individual every single week on the Northern Power Women podcast. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you uh, and stay connected on everything that we're doing on our digital hub, wearepower.net. And follow us on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter or X or wherever we are now and Northern Power Women and all the others. Um, my name is Simone. You've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production. Oh,